What's good? What's good, everybody? We're right back at you for another Saturday uh, full of fights here. Uh, we got a UFC five. I think that's what, I think that's what we settled on. <laughs> we'll settle on UFC five and call it a day. Uh, I don't think anybody will tell us that we're wrong. But um, but yeah, man, I got my boy E with me. What's good, man? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Good. Just uh, hustling and surviving, man. You know, living the dream. You. I hear you. Uh, so let's see. We got 12 fights here. I don't think we had anything fall through as of yet. And uh, we are kind of recording this. I mean, there's about there's about close to two and a half, three hours um, till the fights. So, I mean, I don't think anything's been uh, been, been called yet. No. Um, and I do apologize for recording the pod so late. And I know it's kind of been like that for the last couple of weeks. Things have just been real hectic. But I will say, though. Uh, you are getting like that, you know, you're getting that very, very kind of like uh, fresh and also just that uh, like that last second um, focus, finalized thinking as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've seen weigh-ins. We've seen everything. We've seen all the line movement. Um, you know, we didn't record the pod two or three days ago before these guys, before we even got a look at them, because I think that's real important, too. So they'll always come out yeah. after weigh-ins. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to drop that out there. Um, is there anything in that you wanted to touch on real quickie before we get going? No, uh, I just highly suggest fading cash this week. There's going to be a lot of variance in this card, and it's probably just a good week to make a bunch of GPP lineups and call it a day for this card. Yeah, that's what um, that's what I'm doing. I usually play GPPs only, but I have been I've been waiting for a good cash card. I don't feel like we've had no, like one the, for the a last while. the last month has been horrible for cash cards. Like you're at, there's only been like yeah. one good card for cash. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next um, week looks better with a pay per view though. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Cash, do you usually do better on cash than you do in GPPs, just uh, on pay-per-views? Usually, yes. But yeah. like, that's yep. because like, I'm like in the big, on the big, big pay-per-views where there's two or three title fights, I usually do better in cash. But if like next week where there's just one title fight, I usually do like same as how I always do on other cards. Yeah, up and down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With the, yeah. when there's usually when there's two or three title fights, I tend to overthink it. So my GPP lineups, I make them too, way too contrarian. Yeah, it's it's hard not to. Oh my oh. gosh! And the card that we had, I mean, it was you oh, know it was crazy. Flashy. If it, I mean, and I did uh you know I I and like I did I did well I did well, but it felt gross, man. I mean, you know, with the Holland fight getting called off last minute, yeah. oh, I was. God. I trust me. I was part of the. I was part of the crew emailing DraftKings like, yep. hold up, I'm about to lose a lot of money here. Like this is this yep. is crazy. Um, and then you know Brunson did what he. It just was. It just was crazy, man. Yep. Um, but that's 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 how it goes sometimes. And so, um, you know, you just kind of got to weather through it. Uh, and if you're like me, you know, and you play, you know, you're playing GPP lineups. That's why I always preach, you know, hedge, you know, or maybe take a little bit just in case. Um, cause a little bit can go a long way. Cause I can tell you a lot of those fighters that I had, I mean, I had minimal ownership to those yep. guys, like minimal. It just, it just hit. So, I mean, it just, you know, and that's honestly, that's kind of my plan for this week is that I kind of have my ownership. I have like four or five fighters where I have significant ownership on and then the rest I'm really spread out, especially with the underdog. So I'm just hoping that I can have a few lineups where a couple really low owned guys or gals really come through there. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I wonder uh, ownership is going to be interesting too. I'm going to try not to probably um, project it too much because it's going to be so spread out. I don't think mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to have too many plays on a lot of people. They're just going to be guessing or just okay. going off of numbers. And so, 
But um, but yeah, we'll get to it. We'll try to get through it quick. I know there's a few fights that uh that we both kind of agree on that we yeah, don't we really need to talk about too much. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we'll start off with the first fight of the night. It's going to be uh, Ali Kasi uh, going up against Irwin Riviera, and uh, this is going to be a bantamweight fight. Um, again, it's the first fight of the night. Uh, looks like the last time I checked, uh, Riviera was the one uh, minus one eighty six favorite. Um, I know that uh, I know that you like uh, you like all Casey. I think on this one, I saw on your sheet, right? Yeah, but it's mostly just for like a fantasy standpoint, just because yeah. all he has is t- all he has is takedown and grapplings. Yeah, and, and at his at his price point, if if he's able to land those takedowns, and he's going to score pretty damn well. And I don't I don't think Irwin Rivera is anything special. He throws with low output. Doesn't have any like anything any crazy power. He has decent takedown defense, but nothing amazing. So you, you can get away from this fight if you want. But if you want to take a few stabs in Al Casey at that cheap salary, I I really don't mind. I think I'm gonna have about like 25 percent Al Casey. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'll probably play uh, about you know. I mean, this is this is honestly a, a great GPP card because of yeah. so many unknowns. So I am probably gonna play about 75 to 100 lineups this week. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably be right on there about uh, about Al Casey. I'm gonna try to get away with not having too much Riviera. And I agree with you. Like, mm-hmm. I think he does. He's I think he's better on the feet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Riviera yeah, for is, sure. for but sure. but he's nothing special. I agree. And uh, Al Casey, I mean, for DraftKings purposes, he's definitely gonna score better because he's gonna look for those takedowns. He's yep. definitely gonna be better uh, with the grappling and with the wrestling. So um, it could get sketchy on the mat too if they get down there. So um, I mean, we'll 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 see how that goes. But I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, man. Cool. And uh, next up, we have uh, Peter Barrett going up against Yusuf Zalal. Uh, this one we can kind of zoom through too. I mean, Zalal. Um, uh, so the first thing is, is the inside the distance prop on this one is pretty much a pick'em. It's not really telling. It's I kind of hate when Vegas does that. It's like they're all they're all freaking pick'ems. Then just <laughs> make them all like that if you don't know. Um, but it's pretty much a pick'em, so it's not really telling. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but I, I mean, Zalal should style here. Um, yeah. you know, Barrett's tough, but that's all he's got going for him. Is there anything else you wanted to drop? No, I mean, if, if there's anybody on the card that's a lock, I would say it's probably Zalal because I feel like, I mean, Barrett isn't, I mean, he's durable, but he isn't very good at all. And I think Zalal's footwork, uh, his movement on the feet, and then his takedowns, and especially his submission threat, I think Zalal's going to get a submission within the first two rounds here. Barrett's been finished multiple times in the regional scene, and I just think Zalal's miles above him, and then so. I know he hasn't scored anything great in his first two UFC fights, but he's faced pretty tough competition. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge step down closer to his regional scene opponents where he was finishing left and right. So I have I have Zalal in the GPP core, and I, he's one of my favorite uh, expensive plays on the slate. Yeah, and, and my apologies. I uh, I know I did miss on the earlier one, too. Zalal is uh, – he's 9,300, so he's either the most expensive or he's going to be uh, the so second. second is Collins at 94. Yep, yep. Um, and then you got a bear coming back at 6,900. And then earlier on the Riviera fight, Riviera is 8,900. And then uh, Alcasey 7,300. So that's another reason why we like Alcasey too. You get that yep. discount there. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I'm with you. Uh, so next up, we have uh, Justin James going up against Gavin Tucker. Gavin Tucker is uh, currently the minus 139 favorite. Um, this is this is a this is going to be a good fight. Let me start off by saying that this is going to be a real good fight. 
Um, I I think James here is definitely uh, he's live, man. I do think oh, yeah, James sure. is live here for sure, right? I mean, he's uh, he's got everything we want from a DraftKings purposes. Mm-hmm. I actually I actually like that he's dropping that he might be dropping down in weight class, <clears throat> and I don't know this, but I think maybe he just might be dropping down to maybe his more natural weight where he's not going to have to do so much. I think mm-hmm. that's I would imagine that's what these guys are trying to do during this time when training's kind of iffy and stuff like that. Um, but that's just, that's just me kind of guessing. Um, I do see why Tucker is the favorite here, but, uh, but man, I think, you know, I think that chin's a little suspect and I think James is going to try and touch that chin. And I like that, especially for this, uh, this type of slate that we got here. Um, that's what I like. What what do you got on this one, brother? Yeah, I think James is definitely live and I have him as a GPP play on the sheet is just, I think there's a little bit of recency biased because of his last performance was like a 40 second knockout on one day's note on one day's notice. So like that, <laughs> fight nuts, didn't, that fight didn't, that fight didn't really tell us much about James because that was right. his only path to victory and right. good for him that he got it. But with Tucker, like obviously he's never going to be a top 10 champion type of caliber fighter, not even close, but he's a pretty skilled, especially has really good takedowns, really good top control has pretty solid striking, good movement on the feet. Uh, it's just, I have a few concerns about his chin, but Besides his last fight, I don't. It's not like Tucker is some insane KO artist, and we've seen Tucker eat big shots in the UFC. So I am going to pick Tucker. I think he's be able to wrestle his way to a decision here. But it's probably a good fight to have shares of both fighters here. Um, but even then, like if it goes to a decision, I don't know how well it's going to score. Yeah. So even even though it's a fight where you should have shares of both fighters, like I would be limited on the ownership of these guys. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you there, um, for a hundred percent. Especially what you said there at the end. Like, if it doesn't, if something doesn't happen here early, or and if Tucker doesn't just for you know like re- just keep getting takedowns and he's just right. not relentless with it, and it's just you know, um, it could be low scoring. So yep. I like that. And and with it being just like the third fight of the night, you don't want to put all your uh, all your cherries in one basket. Agreed. So, but um, cool man. All right, so we keep moving. All right, uh, next up, we have uh, Andrew Sanchez going up against uh, Wellington Terman. Uh, this is a middleweight fight. Uh, Wellington Terman is coming in at 8,500, and then you got Andrew Sanchez coming in at 7,700. And uh, I think I did it again. Gavin Tucker, uh, sorry, going back. Gavin Tucker is 8,400, and then Justin James is 7,800. It's because I'm trying to fly through it, and so I'm like, yeah, let me just <laughs> – but, um, but uh, and just – like, that's another just – to, just to touch on it, another reason. I mean, both of those guys are kind of in a nice price point with the 8,400, the 7,800. So mm-hmm. – um, but that's why I still, still limit. But um, moving back up to the Andrew Sanchez – uh, and the tournament fight. Uh, honestly, this is one that I don't like for DraftKings. Uh, I think uh, you could you can honestly pick either one. I'm gonna go with Sanchez just because. Um, but uh, but I don't like it for DraftKings, so I'm gonna try to get away with uh, like having less than like ten, five or ten percent. And if I get that ten percent, it's because yeah. it's just gonna give it to me. I'm not gonna ask for it. Um, what do you what do you got on? Yeah, this I agree. I, like, there's no need to roster this fight if you're making under twenty lineups. But realistically, like if you want to take a couple stabs on Sanchez. Just because he wrestles and he's the underdog in this fight and he's in the seven Ks, I don't mind it. Uh, but I'm not going out of my way to prioritize this fight. Yeah, for sure. So we'll uh, move on from that one. And then uh, next up, we do have Alex Munoz going up against Nazareth Hackbrass. Uh, Hackbrass is 9K even. You got Munoz uh, coming back at 7,200. And um, Hackbrass is the favorite. Let's see here. At minus 240, the last I checked. Um, I just think he's too expensive. 
Um, I'll, if, I'll, I'll probably get a, I'll probably get a little bit because I'm sure, uh, and it's no secret. I'm using, I'm using FC. I'm sure FC will give me a little bit. Um, and I'll probably have to limit it, but, uh, you know, I might, I might take some like 7% just in case something dumb happens. Yeah. Um, and that's out of a hundred lineups guys. Uh, so that's pretty, but the only reason you should be really rostering hack Parash is if, if you want to take a couple chances on lineups where you think that, um, Zalal and, and uh, Holland might bust, and then you put in Hap Karras, at, who's even cheaper, and maybe if he comes through, he cashes, but... Yeah, it's just it's a lot of butts and ifs and hopes. and Yeah, I, I, I like all the other 9K fighters more than him, and with Munoz, yeah. I, I'm actually going to pick him to win this fight. I've been high. I know he's only six fights into his career, but he's been being groomed by Team Alpha Mal. He's a wrestling coach there. Former Division One wrestler has underrated power in his hands, and I've I've never been as high on Nazrat Hapkaras as a lot of other people have. I know he has some good wins in the UFC, but he's never he doesn't have like a signature win in his on his resume. He hasn't been any anybody that's ranked. And when he stepped up and faced better competition in his last fight, he immediately got slept. Um, so I think it's going to be a fairly close fight. But I think Munoz is going to be able to steal the rounds with some takedowns as long as he doesn't get clipped. So. Muniz is, in my opinion, is definitely preferred play, and I'll probably have somewhere around twenty five percent of him, just because I think he's going to make a nice low on contrarian seven K pivot. Yeah, for sure. I'll uh, I'll say this: I've been kind of watching things for long enough too. It's almost it's almost worth uh, like it, just taking a look at these seven K fighters um, and. Any of these guys, especially if you're going to kind of play like MME, like I am. Yeah. If you're playing less than twenty lineups, you probably don't. You don't. You probably don't want to do this. But if you're going to do anything like how I'm doing it, um, you probably want to take a look at some of these seven K fighters and just throw like five to seven percent on all of them yeah. and just keep it moving. Especially on um, a slate like this. Especially on a slate like this, for sure. Um, but no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, he's definitely got the. I mean, I have it here. It's, it's for me. I have it as a either like either it's live dog in Munoz um, or. I'm, not gonna have any of it like Agreed. i said if hack brass i'm sure they'll throw me some and and that's that but um yeah man and the next one uh we'll move on this one's we can kind of roll through this one pretty quickly too uh we have kevin holland coming back my man you better fight psycho <laughs> that was so crazy dude must have really he uh I they said he passed night. out right you know he's, oh, he's a point passed out yeah, yeah, yeah. They said he passed out, like, wa- walking out? Yeah, he walking Tre- out? yeah, Trevin Giles passed out as he was walking out to the cage to fight Holland. And so crazy. both Holland and Giles got zeros, and Holland was, like, 60% on DraftKings. Yeah, man. That's probably how – yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I had 50 to 60%. I'm telling you, it was – Oh, I had It was kind of yeah. – <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah, it yeah. was – I mean, he was mm, – but so he's gonna make up for it this time. Oh, so yeah. we won't worry about it. Yep. Um he's uh he's he's coming in against uh Jack Queen Buckley. There you go. Uh and he's the huge favorite here, guys. He's uh minus four fifty five. It's got an inside the distance prop at minus two seventy eight. And I think this is probably the only one that really matters on the night. Um and even if even even if he doesn't finish him, I think he's got enough volume, and I think he'll. I uh, he I think he finishes this fight within yeah, he, the second round. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah, I just I just don't I just don't. He has see a huge it. grappling advantage here. They're, they're just throwing him a bone here for yeah. sure, too, man. So um, so I think you can take as much as you can get. And uh, what do you what do you think, E? Yeah, I completely agree. It's as long as you can afford him in most of your lineups. I say get all the homes you can fit 
and that, in my opinion, that was same with his last fight. And this opponent's even an easier matchup for him. Like <laughs> Joe Quinn yeah. Buckley, like he's a tough dude, and he has, like, if you look at him, you think he's gonna be a, some savage monster because he's shredded to hell and he's big and strong. And like, yeah, he has some good power, but that's about it. Like, he has some. Really, you touch him. Yeah, he has some really bad losses on the regional scene, and it's just like if you're making. 35, 50, 100 lineups, you want to throw them in one lineup just because you're going to have tons of Holland. I'm fine with that. But I'm making 25 lineups. I'm not going to have any Buckley at all. And I have Holland in the GPP core along with Zalol. Uh, I mean, this is – he really has to – something has to go horrifically wrong for Holland for him to lose this fight. He's has advantage everywhere. He's bigger. He's longer. has better striking, much longer reach, massive grappling advantage, huge wrestling advantage. So I'm going to pick Holland to get an early second round submission. Yep, yep. I 100% agree, my friend. And we'll keep it moving. Uh, we got Tim Means going up against uh, Loriano Starpoli. There we go. Um, Starpoli is uh, 8,300 on DraftKings, and Tim Means is 7,900 on DraftKings. Um, I'll let you crank this one off, man. How do you got this one? Yeah, I think this is probably a fight you can try to get away with with minimal exposure for the most part. Although I'm... I know his chin hasn't looked the best recently, but I'm going to pick Tim Means to win this fight. Like, I know he's been KO'd a couple of times in recent years, but he was winning both of those fights until he got clipped, and both those guys were heavy hitters. And with Sterpoli, I'm like, he's a solid fighter, but it's, I'm, there's nothing I'm really that impressed with. Like, his best performance was over Thiago Alves, who we all know is beyond wash, and he's in bare knuckle boxing now. And Tim, Tim Means, I just think he'll be able to walk Sterpoli down. I think he has a much better clinch. I think he has a much better overall striking. And he has more output. Um, I think he could even get takedowns here if he wants. So I think he definitely makes an interesting uh, GPP play. I just wish Means was probably like two or three hundred dollars cheaper. And yeah. with Steropoli, like unless he gets an early finish and Means' chin is completely shot, like I can't see him scoring over seventy-five points in a decision. So I have no interest. So I'm going to pick Tim Means by decision. I'm going to have. I'll have a fair amount of DraftKings, but nothing special. Yeah, I'll probably uh, I'm with you. I'll probably have about twenty to twenty five percent. I'll probably have about twenty, yeah, twenty percent, twenty five percent of Tim Means. I think he's got past a high score here, and I think he might be low owned too because yeah. people are gonna think he's, he he's his chin's gonna get touched and he's gonna go to sleep the yeah. first time it gets touched. It's and, not like Staropolis um, and KOers either. Right, right, right. Um, so and this one, this one's got an interesting inside the distance prop too. So. Um, just enough to where it makes you it makes you think like, huh, you know, like there's a little money on it. So we'll yeah. we'll see. Um, but but yeah, I'm with you there, my man. Um, and we'll keep moving and grooving on. Um, so the next one here, this is a good fight here. We got Scott Holtzman going up against Benil Darush. Uh, Benil Darush is ninety. Uh, yep, ninety one hundred on DraftKings. And coming back, you got Scott Holtzman who is seventy one hundred on DraftKings. So we got a straight up uh, two thousand dollar price difference. And yeah, I mean, this one's uh, Darius is the favorite <clears throat> at minus 200. Uh, it's got a minus 148 inside the distance prop, too. And I mean, that one's significant, but I don't think that one's like a, I don't know, that one's not no secret. I think we're going to get a great fight here. Everybody kind of knows that. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it needs to uh, finish um, for these guys no. to get decent scores here as well. Um, but uh, yeah, great fight. Honestly, like both. Um, I, Darius is, I think has got the grappling advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, it's, I'm personally gonna lean, um, I'm gonna lean Holtzman just, uh, and this is from a DraftKings standpoint, yeah. uh, just cause his price, yeah. uh, it's just, I, it's hard to pass that up, but Especially I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a lot of both. Too. 
For sure, for sure, and they both score really well. Yeah. I just uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a lot of both though. Uh, these one or uh, the other, of these guys will probably be in most of my lineups tonight. Uh, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I can I completely agree with your breakdown, and I love both these guys. I mean, if Benil Darius had a better chin, I mean, he would probably be champion right now. So, oh, I mean, he's um, he's unbelievably talented, really underrated striking, world class grappling. I know his chin isn't the best, but he's tough as hell. He's not going to quit in his fights. Right. And even if he's losing early, he knows, like, as we've seen in past fights, he'll force the grappling later rounds and really push for the finish then. And with Holtzman, I know I'm a little bit biased. Back when I lived in Florida, I followed his whole amateur and regional, his career in the regional scene with XFC. I've seen him fight in person multiple times. Always been nice. a big fan of him. Um, he's definitely live to a KO here. I, he could even wobble Darius a few times on the feet and win a decision, especially with his high output striking. It just he's been taken down with by fighters with shit wrestling in the past fairly easily. And I I just think D- Benil Darius is gonna have a fairly easy time uh getting Holtzman down as long as he doesn't get cracked. Uh so I am gonna pick Darius to win by decision, but I'm gonna have slightly more Holtzman on DraftKings, kind of like you said, uh just because yeah. of the upside and even in and like you said, both these guys can score well in decision. So I'll probably have, I'll probably have something like six Holtzman, three Darius, four Darius, something like that. Yep, yep. I like it. I like it. I mean, and uh, and this is, I this is really that this might be like my my favorite fight to watch on the card too. Mm-hmm. As I'm kind of looking through things. This is this is gonna be a banger, man. So definitely, uh, definitely don't go to the bathroom when yep. when this one's on. But, the next uh, one, you all right. Yeah, I was just gonna say for sure. The next one you can. Uh, so we have uh, Jujia Stolarinko versus uh, Yana Kuzinskaya. Uh, this one's pretty much a fade. Eighty-eight hundred for uh, Kuzinskaya and uh, seventy-four hundred for Stolarinko. Yeah, pretty much a fade. Yeah. Um, it. I just don't. I just don't. Yana just. I just like she should win this fight. You know what I'm saying? She's so some... hit or miss. Yeah, she's so hit or miss. And she scores decently when she wins, even in her decisions. But even those scores aren't going to be enough, especially because she's pretty priced up. She's she's priced up there. When you get to that 8,800 range, that 8,900 range, you're pretty much priced up there with those 9. Yeah, 85 is not going to be enough tonight. Like, it's, no. it's just not. Like in cash, yeah. if you want to play cash, she makes a fine cash play. Very good cash yeah. play. But there's just – like if for somebody like you who's gonna make be making seventy five hundred lineups, sure, go ahead if you want to have her in a few. But besides that, yeah. there's not really any need. And with Stoli or Enko, I mean, she's armbar or bust. Just mm-hmm. a, basically, like all of her fights, she has a really, really good armbar, and she throws a decent volume on the feet. But that that's about it. So I mean, Kunitskaya should probably dominate this fight and win a clear decision. But um, just out of principle, I'm gonna have a couple of shares of Stoli or Enko because she she's always is finisher bust and. Kuniskaya can put herself in some bad positions on the ground where Stolyarenko can take advantage of them. Yeah, I personally, out of those hundred, I uh, I'm not. Man, I'll be surprised if I have more than five percent of Kuniskaya. And then oh, on yeah. the flip side, yeah, 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 and, I'll, yeah and on the flip side, uh, yeah, I'll probably hopefully you know I'll try I'll try to get maybe about ten, thirteen percent. Yeah, I was I was many. thinking I would be right around like twelve percent on Stolyarenko. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be enough. That if she does anything, you'll be way above the field too. Exactly. Like even that, even if she's twelve percent owned, like exactly, it, there, you know, there's you and like seventy or fifty other people who have that freaking girl in your lineup. Exactly. So you should yep. be good. 
But uh, but yeah, man, cool. Uh, so next up we have uh, Makai Pitolo uh, going up against Darren the Dentist Stewart. Uh, this is at middleweight, and uh, Darren Stewart is eighty six hundred, and Makai is coming back at seventy six hundred. Uh, Darren Stewart is currently the favorite at minus one fifty five. Uh, this one does have a pretty good inside the distance prop as well at minus 177. Um, that one's kind of here nor there, though. I'm not sure if we're going to see a finish here in this one, but we'll see because we do have, I mean, like Stewart hits hard, so I it's, can't never put it past him. But um, form-wise, um, I'm not sure we're going to see that, but we'll see. For the most part, I'm going to try to get away with uh, – I'm not going to say fade it, but I'm going to get away with not having a lot. I'm going to definitely limit how much I oh, yeah. have of this yep. and try to have less than 10% of both of these guys. Um and that's just that's just how I'm gonna that's just how I'm gonna kind of do it. What do you got on this one? Yeah, I think Darren Stewart probably wins this by a decision. I don't I don't think Mackie Patolo is very good at all. Like I know he got an impressive TKO victory in his last fight, but Charles Bird is a can, and I mean there's nothing really impressive about that victory. So, I mean, like with Darren Stewart, he's a better striker, has better wrestling, has more power in his hands. It's just sometimes he he gets in the cage and you can tell like he fights like he doesn't want to be there so mm-hmm. and he like and as you look at his DraftKings scores he doesn't really put up good scores at all so i'll have a couple of shares of both guys and i'll pick Stewart to win a decision but i mean patolo's probably the better DraftKings play just because of finish upside but like you said a couple of shares of both guys and call today yeah i think his i think his fight against uh his fight against Aaron win too was like pretty indicative of the fights that we're gonna get from him i think going forward yeah. too yeah um so i mean that's just kind of but uh but yeah so let's see here all right next up we're almost done here uh we have chris weidman he's coming back the, the comeback god help him <laughs> these, if he loses his <laughs> oh my gosh oh, going up against the mari akamimedov now if anybody has played the ufc three game and you're playing in that middleweight division and you forget to choose your character. No, maybe not middleweight. It's in it's in one of the weight classes. You forget to choose your character. He's the guy you go with. And I'll tell you, a lot of the times, man, like I'd be knocking cats the f out. He's, I mean, I'd be knocking cats out with Amari. Um, that's pretty much all he's got going for him, I think, in this fight too, though. And that's uh, the only both... time he's getting knockouts is in video <laughs> games because he sure is always <laughs> knocking people out in real life. I mean, it, I, I, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the only way he's going to win this fight, yeah. too, is if somehow he catches Weidman, like, out of left field. I mean, um, Akhmedov's last KO was, like, six years ago. Like, it's yeah. – if if Weidman loses this – like, Weidman's way better everywhere. Way better. Way better wrestling. Jiu-Jitsu's on a completely different planet. He has a better boxing. He has a much better cardio. It's just – we all know his chin is just complete glass now. But at the same time – Let's look at the guys who he's getting knocked out by, like Jacare, Lolo Romero, uh, Musasi, Reyes. But at the same time, Weidman was winning all those fights until he got clipped. All those guys hit way harder than Amari Akhmedov does. And, mm-hmm. like, I know Akhmedov. Pretty much has, everybody he's ever fought. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and also the reason why I'm not high on Akhmedov in this fight in general is because if you look at his DraftKings scores – they're really not impressive at all. I'm going to have him in a couple lineups just because Weidman's chin may be so done that it only takes one shot and he goes down. But, I mean, Weidman, even even though he's washed, like he should still dominate this fight. He's just that much better everywhere. I'm going to pick him to win by a submission sometime in the late second round. I have him in the GPP core, but just be aware that it's one of those plays where if he eats one clean punch, 
who knows what's going to happen. He could clearly, clearly go down out cold. But, I mean, at 8K, where I think he's the way better fighter. And, I mean, I mean two years ago, he would have been a minus 450 favorite. Minimum. Oh, God. Minimum. Probably closer to minus 800. So, yep. I mean, he should dominate this fight. And if he doesn't and if he gets killed, he needs to retire on the spot because this will be by far the worst loss of his career. Uh, so I'm going to have a lot of wide men, uh, but just understanding that it's a risk as well. And I'll have a couple of Mari lineups just to roll it back in case he does get that KO. Yep. That's 100% how I'm going to play it. Um, I literally have here in my notes here, man, like the only way I have, I have here, Weidman should win. The only way he doesn't win is if he goes to sleep. Yep. The only way he doesn't, the only way he's not optimal is if he goes to sleep, Agreed. I feel like. Yep. Um, and so that's how I'm going to play it. Um, I am going to probably hedge about uh, I'll probably hedge about 15% of mm-hmm. Omari and then I'm going to go the rest with Weidman yeah. um, because I think it's late enough in the card that if you're doing all right at that point um, either either way like you should be all right you know Agreed. Um, what do you think Weidman's say- ownership will be like low 30s mm. I think people might be sharp on this one, man. We might see yeah, some, we might see forties. We might see forties out of Weidman, because sure. I mean, um, I think I think people are playing. Uh, we're seeing less ties. We're seeing we're seeing yeah. like things a little different. People are playing a little sharper. There's a little sharper plays too. It's not just like the name plays because I think yeah. a couple of weeks ago when there was nothing going on, I think we might have seen either like a sixty percent Weidman or it have been like a thirty percent Weidman. Very I true. think forty's pretty decent though. So I think it'll be somewhere around there. I'd Good be surprised point. if he's anywhere higher that. than that, though. I'm going to be over that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's how you counteract it. You, you, go, you go way over, and, yeah. and I'm going to do the same thing. Yep. Hopefully uh, hopefully he does this thing, man. He should. Like you said, he's better just everywhere, way freaking better. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's – it's yeah. And this ain't no video game. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, if, you're, if you ever get stuck on him, man, that overhand right will put people to sleep. <laughs> but uh, – so next up, we have the main event here, and um, – this one's this one's interesting. You got Derek Lewis going up against Alexi Olenek. Uh, this is going to be a heavyweight fight. You got Lewis eight eighty seven hundred. You got Olenek at seventy five hundred. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Uh, oh, I I am going to have uh, I'm going to have some ownership to this fight, a significant amount because um, I just feel like you kind of have to, especially if you're playing a bunch of lineups. But if you're yeah. not, if you're playing less than twenty, I think it does warrant. Um, not having too much of this fight. Like, if you want to maybe go 30, 40, 50%, and then uh, even a little bit more than that, but you want to have, like, four, five, six, seven of those where you just completely fade yeah. it, I think it's warranted because, as yeah, I mean, as as you can see on uh, on Ishii, even he talks about it, Lewis has not been scoring well. Like, he's he's KO in the fourth or fifth round after he hasn't been doing shit, or his or it's nothing. Bro, his last, really his last like. four wins are 40. Let me look at that. <laughs> 40, 54, 80, and then another 40. Like, these are, these are wins. <laughs> Seriously. And three of the, um, two of those wins are from KOs. Like, yeah. Just, yes. he, scored, he scored over 100 points once. He's been over 90 points twice in his UFC career. Like, I know he has a lot of KOs on his record, but it doesn't translate yeah. to DraftKings and it never has. So I've always, no. I've always been underweight on Derek Lewis on DraftKings. And I will here too, but at the same time, like who knows with Olenek's chin if he can handle the power. So I'm definitely gonna have a few shares of Derek Lewis, but I'm gonna have definitely more Alexi Olenek just because it's very easy to take Derek Lewis down. He was taken down easily in his last fight by a blown up 205er. 
you know, Lex Olenek has way better takedowns. His jujitsu is on a five planets away better. Like, yeah. So it's just it kind of like the Weidman fight. If Olenek doesn't get knocked out early, he should end this fight sometime in the late first round or second round with a sub. It's just can he avoid that big shot from Lewis? Um, I think he can. I thought he looked pretty goddamn good versus Werdum in his last fight. Obviously, he won. So I'm going to have a significant amount of Olenek, probably around – I'll probably be around 50%, but then, I'm, like I said, I'll definitely run it back with a few Derek Lewis, Lewis lineups. Uh, just in case he gets an early KO. But if you're only if you're making five or fewer lineups, like if you want to take a shot or two on Olenek, that's fine. But I, I really don't think you need to roster Derek Lewis if you're making three or fewer line three or fewer lineups. No, I uh, I'm I am one hundred percent with you. Um and that's how that's how I'm gonna play it too. And he's gonna I be think, what fifty uh, plus percent owned, right? I, I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. Um, I mean, the only way, and I, I, so I foresee, I got a, my spotty sense is tingling, man. I just feel like Derek Lewis is, um, he's entertaining, but I think we're kind of seeing the same thing every fight after every fight after every fight. We're not seeing any improvement. He's yeah. not getting any younger nope. and he doesn't seem like he's wanting to kind of change the way he's fighting. He's kind of happy the way he's doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to get, I think he's going to gas out a little bit. He's going to go out there and try to throw some fucking flying knees and do some bullshit. And I think Oleski is going to get a hold of him and I could, I could see him getting this done with early. So I'm definitely going to be hopefully overweight on Olenek as well. And like you said, I'm going to come back with some Lewis. Um, Yeah. That's how I'm, that's how I'm going to play it. Cool. So yeah, there we go. 12 fights. We're uh, hopefully you guys learned something. Hopefully we can make some money this week. Uh, anything you wanna anything you wanna drop on him real quick before we let him go, E? I think that's it for me. Just good luck everybody with your lineups and bets this week. Yeah, man, let's get it. If you guys have any questions, you know where to find us by now. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Peace. Peace.